Hola, this is Maria Plata, and I am here to tell you all about the random things I learn every day. I am a mom, a wife, a teacher, a highly sensitive person, and just a creative soul who wants to share my day-to-day learning with you. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast, and let's get talking. Hello, and welcome to the Plata Light Podcast, Season 3, Episode 4. Today, I do not have an interview for you because I am going to do a little bit of reflecting on the past three interviews. Um, I was debating whether to do this or not, but I think part of my creative process in coming up with this podcast is having a lot of downtime, I guess, to reflect on the things that have been going on in my life and to share the everyday learning with you, as I like to say. Um, And so I figured... You know, three episodes in, we have been talking to lots of different people, and the interviews are going so well. I'm so excited about that part. Um, But it's also really hard to schedule people, and with everything going on, you know, a lot of teachers on their summer break, so I obviously want to give them a lot of time to say when they would like to be interviewed and things like that. So I have other interviews that I've done that I'm I'm scheduling for the next couple episodes, but I also want to give myself enough uh, cushion time, as I like to call it, so that I am not trying to do so many things at once. Um, But it's fun to talk to myself in these episodes and to kind of reflect on how life has been going. So yeah, season three. And you know, it's funny because when I started recording these, it was right before the pandemic and kind of became like my weekly check-in with myself to see how things were going, what was going on in the world. And so obviously I still do these in my head, but I'm like, I haven't verbalized it. I don't know if anybody else knows what's going on in my head. Um, Apparently I really need that. So this is me just kind of chatting with you about what has been going on. Uh, Let's see, celebrations. I had my first back-in-person HSV meeting this past weekend, and let me tell you something about HSVs. We are freaking amazing, and it was so fulfilling to sit in a room with some other highly sensitive people who just really see the world very similar, and we can talk about things in a very deep way, and it's just, it's really awesome. I, I cannot believe that I went that long without meeting people in person, and uh, it just felt really good. Uh, a little, not nerve-wracking. I, I don't want to say it was nerve-wracking, because I, I did a lot of behind-the-scene work of how I actually felt about having people in my home again, but everyone was vaccinated. Nobody else brought their kids, which was, you know, that's kind of what I get nervous about, like, what if they bring their kids, and then I have my baby, and so it's it's kind of a big... I have to go through this whole checklist of, okay, am I ready to see this person? One, are they vaccinated? Two, are there going to be children around that are not vaccinated? Three, you know, what is this scenario like? Are we all like in a huge crowd? Are we, you know, or do we wear a mask? Is a window open? I, all these things happen that you're just kind of like now have to really assess how things are going. But um, I'm really glad I did that. I was going to wait until July and then I thought, you know what, I think I think we're good. My intuition was telling me that it was time to meet with HSVs again, and I am so happy that we did. My big focus now coming out of the pandemic and really stepping into my power, as I like to call it, is 
to really find a concrete way to help highly sensitive people. And, you know, this podcast is one way that I am doing that. I feel like I'm giving to others in a way that can help them in their own way by just sharing my experience and kind of what I'm learning and you apply it to your life in whatever way you can. But another way that I really want to help others is by helping them see that they have dreams within themselves that they want to make happen. But what happens a lot of times with highly sensitive people is that they might feel that they can't or because there are so many options or there are so many different ways to look at things. We kind of go through all the scenarios and that leaves us in a lot of overwhelm. So my big goal during this last meeting was to kind of tell people, you know, and show them like you are capable of doing the things that you want to do. And if you're overwhelmed, that's okay. You can still get through that. So we sat down and we talked about some of their goals and we gave each other feedback and we talked about different ideas and there was not a dream that felt too big that we couldn't say okay well you're gonna need to do these things first and I think that's the magic of highly sensitive people is that when it's for somebody else they see things so clearly but when it's for themselves it can be really overwhelming and so I think creating this kind of like mastermind group is going to be crucial for our little hub of HSBs who are committed to doing this thing um, because we need other people's feedback in order to know how we're doing so that we're not in our heads so much. It was awesome. So I'm going to be creating some artwork based on that, sharing some other things. Um, Yeah, I I just, there's a friend that I have that after I quit teaching, um, she also took a year off uh, for some family things that she was doing and every other week we would meet at Panera and we would just have this like, I don't want to say business meeting, but it was a very much like, what are you working on? What am I working on? How can we support each other? And this friend that I have, I mean, she's just an amazing person to begin with, but she is very logical in the way that she thinks, but she's also very accepting of my sensitivity. And she's also very sensitive in a, a very different way. Um, and she's like one of the handful of people that I, I don't want to say I take seriously because I take everybody seriously, but her feedback means a lot to me. And so for her to sit down and take the time to listen to my ideas and she's very honest with me, will say, that's not really going to work. Like do it this way or try it this way instead. And that just was crucial for my social and emotional development, obviously. Um, but also as personal growth, it really allowed me to get to know myself in a different way and be open to that feedback. Anyway, she was there, and so we. it was nice to bring other people into that kind of conversation that we had been having for, you know, years, aside from the pandemic or whatnot. But it, it just felt really nice to be in a room with people who also have, in quotation marks, big dreams, and that they weren't scared to say, you know what, I really want this for myself. And yeah, I, I think I could start working on some of these things to get there. And one of the things that I kept mentioning during that meeting is that, you know, as you start to do these things, start to take action, you might realize that maybe this is not what you really wanted and that's okay. And I think you would not have figured that out and it would have been this big dream of yours for the rest of your life had you not taken the action behind it. And so I think that's kind of where, you know, highly sensitive people really I don't want to say struggle, but it is a challenge because we think we might need these things or we might want these things, but really it might not even be that big of a thing that we need in order to feel what we need to feel. So yeah, stay tuned for that. I'm excited. 
Um, it sucks because I feel like there's so many people that could benefit from this type of meeting, but you know, life gets in the way. And a lot of these people are women who are busy and they have children and they have to, you know, figure out how to make life work with a family and the things that they want. And that's a whole nother conversation, I guess I could be having about highly sensitive women, but, and men too. I I think we are underestimating how many men are out there that are highly sensitive. Uh, So yes, so that's kind of like my project that I'm working on now. I am so excited also that I shared um, a workbook that I have created. So I took the HSP creative project and I put it all in a workbook. And there's some journal pages at the end that you can print out and use. Uh, There's links to all of my podcasts for the HSP creative project so that if you want to restart the project or you want to do it with somebody else or you decided to start it but you never finished it you can kind of pick up where it went and you don't have to like go scrolling through all the podcast episodes it just you can start again or whatever um yeah so the workbook has like the links to the podcast some background information of how it all became to be it all became it all came to be um and it has a few samples of my artwork that I did throughout the project uh, just some background information and things like that so um, yeah, you can actually go find that if you go to my Instagram account at my Plata. you can find that on my, um, on my Podia links. So I created that class, the doodle class, and that's on there too. And I've just been in a season of kind of not creating, but a season of trying things out and seeing what works, seeing what doesn't work. So it's been really nice to be honest, to just kind of have that freedom and the privilege to be able to do that. You know, I keep telling people like I'm able to do a lot of these things because I put in the work in these areas and I also have a very privileged life in a sense where like I don't need to have a job right now and things like that so it's good I think this is going to be important for us to kind of dive into later on Um, but yeah okay so that's enough about my life what's been happening behind the scenes is I have been contacting lots and lots of people about being on my podcast and I was so nervous when I sent that first message because I've been sending people messages through like uh, Messenger or Instagram or whatever. And I was so nervous. I don't know if I thought that, I don't know, worst case scenario that someone would say, oh my gosh, like this is so lame. I can't believe we're doing a podcast. Not that anyone would ever say that, but you know, in your head, you think these things and, or that people would just say, oh yeah, sure. Um, I'll let you know and kind of leave me hanging. I, I think that's that like, one of my most uncomfortable feelings is when people say, I'll let you know, like, we want to hang out with me. And then they're like, yeah, I'll let you know. And that's kind of code for like, I don't really want to do it. But I feel bad saying no. Um, I kind of wish people were more direct sometimes. So I totally get that because I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll let you know. And I just it's hard. It's so hard. There's so many components. And there's so many things that I have to think about, like, what time of day that I send that message. And what were these people doing at that time? And remember, if they say no, it's not a reflection of me. It's just a reflection of the moment that they are in their lives. And everyone's allowed to say no for whatever they want. So I go through this whole thing. But um, yeah, my first interview was if you go back and listen, if you haven't listened to episode 3.1, which is season three, episode one, uh, my husband, and it was so funny, because I was so nervous to interview him. I don't know why, like, I guess, he hadn't been in my podcast before and he's the one that listens to it every week he's so sweet he always does that he, like when we talk about what I talked about which is fun because 
then it gives him time to process internally instead of me just saying it directly to him and then I expect a response right away he needs time to process things obviously he's a highly sensitive person so it was really nice in that way that um once a week I kind of whatever and then we come back together on Wednesdays usually after he listens to it and in the evenings we talk about it and it's been a really nice way to connect with him so um, which goes perfect because my word for this year has been connection so I've been learning new ways to connect with my own husband who I've been with for a long time um it's also cool because I I feel like I always try to get him to create things musically and I try to get him to be creative and I not that I didn't know this about him, but like I didn't realize how much he does that on his own, but he doesn't share it with me. And I, not that he has to, but I, I realized like that's good. Like as long as he's doing that for himself, I think that's important. And so, I don't know, maybe part of me thinks that if he's not doing it and sharing it, that he's not doing it at all. And then like, he has such a creative mind. I don't want to say it's going to waste, but it's like, it's such a gift and I'm glad that he's using it. I don't know. That sounds really weird. But anyway, so I interviewed him and that was really fun. We recorded the episode when the kids were asleep. And so he's like really quiet in it. So he's like, I don't know if you can even hear me. But it is what it is. And I think that's what I tell people because they get nervous about being interviewed. I'm like, look, I'm showing you real life stuff. So if it doesn't come out perfect, it doesn't matter. It's about showing up and doing the thing, even though it doesn't come out perfect. And so that's one example that maybe he, his voice wasn't as loud as he wanted to and it's fine and if people don't listen to it because it's too soft or too quiet then like oh well we went through the process it happened just turn up the volume if you can't hear him you can it just he's a little bit quieter because we weren't we were trying to like not wake up the kids because um, that's annoying when you like get settled and you start recording and then the baby wakes up you're like no ah <sighs> That's life as parents of young children right now. It's just what it is. I keep telling myself that because it's hard. I want to like sit down and do all these things. And then like the baby will wake up. I'm like, no, but it just is what it is. It won't always be like that. And I think with my second and third guests, um, Juana and Betty, they're a little bit older. Like their, their kids are a little bit older. Um, one of them has grandkids. The other one's about to have her first grandbaby. So that was exciting to talk about. Um, but that's one of the biggest things I learned, I guess, from them, if we're looking at lessons learned, it's that things aren't really going to last forever. And that overwhelm that I feel as a mom of young kids right now, and as a highly sensitive person and all the things going on in our world, like, that's going to come and go. It's that that feeling will not last forever. And there are so many things that kids pick up on that they just end up learning and the best thing you can do is just show up as yourself and do the things that you can for yourself and your kids will just pick up on that like one of them mentioned you know it's the things that they did just as a family are the things that now her kids are doing at in their own families and so kids just want us to be present and I not that I forget that but for me when I'm anxious and overwhelmed it's really hard for me to be in the moment and I think that's one of my goals this year or you know forever for the rest of my life one of the things I'm working on is you know my perfectionism and also how to be present how am I more mindful of the moment that's happening right now without thinking of the future and I know that anxiety is anxiety can be really tricky and so that's one of my challenges personally is as a highly sensitive person how do I manage my overstimulation so that means you know maybe on a weekend where we go out somewhere and we go to a restaurant for the first time which we did before um, in the past month or so, 
I need to schedule some downtime after that. So that means that we might need to leave the place where we're at a little bit earlier so that I give myself uh, some time to just kind of decompress from that before I have to do all the bedtime routines and all, you know, the brushing of the teeth and the bath and the whatever, whatever, you fill in the blanks. Um, because it's harder for me to be present with my kids in those moments if I'm overstimulated from having done something um, that needed more of my attention. So it's hard because I... I see the world going on around me, especially moms, especially moms who are not highly sensitive and they just do things and they go out and then, you know, they're doing all these things with their kids. And as a creative person, I want to like dive into creativity with my children and explore and go here and do that and go on Pinterest and see these things. And I want to do things for myself and I want to hang out with my husband. And it's really hard to admit, like I physically, emotionally, mentally can't do it all some days. And as a recovering perfectionist who wants to do all the right things, like it just, it's really hard to, to figure out what it is I want to focus on for that moment. Um, but talking to Juana and to Betty and having these very deep conversations about motherhood and about creativity and about what it's like to work with children and to see your kids grow up and talk about things like addiction and you know, like getting sick or realizing what happens after retirement and these things that like nobody really talks about. Like you go out to dinner with your friends and yeah, you talk about the weather, the movies, how your kids are doing and what your plans are for the summer and, you know, like all the surface level stuff. Like no one wants to talk about like what it feels like to be retired. Like, man, I've been working so hard all these years and I had to stay in this career because I felt like I had no other choice and you know like women now and people now kids kids I'm saying kids these days uh, kind of myself included in that group like we have more options and what does it mean to have more options and how does that tie into maybe letting your family down a little bit and so we get into these conversations and it's so refreshing to hear like an honest perspective on that on people who have been there people who have done this thing people who apparently had very similar feelings to the ones I have, and I had no idea they felt that way. So I'm really excited to see where the podcast goes. I interviewed, like I mentioned, a couple more people that I'll be scheduling their um, their episodes uh, for the next few weeks. And it's just, it's so cool to like look at someone, because well, I'm doing these through Zoom so I can see them, <laughs> but I only pull the audio for the podcast, obviously, but to see them and to see the way their facial expressions and how they are very thoughtful in their responses and how they're very real and honest. And I just, I really love that. So I hope that you're enjoying the season so far and that you're getting something out of it. Um, If you know of anybody that you're like, I would love to hear this person answer these three questions. So I'm obviously focusing on creativity. So what does creativity mean to these people? I'm focusing on the motherhood, parenthood, life question. So how is it that you do life these days? Um, how did you do life as a young mother or as a whatever, fill in the blank, as a, as a parent? Or um, That question kind of depends on the person, um, especially if they're teachers. I, you know, How is it teaching and doing life at the same time? Because I felt really overwhelmed by what I was doing. Yeah, how are you handling it? Um, and so getting that question is, has been really important for me because I, I like to learn from people as well. Um, and then the last question is focus on the future. You know, How do you inspire kids now to be authentic and true to who they are and live a life that is meaningful in that sense which is interesting because we all have different experiences we all look at this question in different ways and so getting that perspective 
and also honestly in a little selfish way. Um, so I take bits of their advice so I can implement it in my own life for my own children because ultimately that's one of my big goals as a mom is to teach my children to be true to who they are no matter what life throws at them and no matter if they feel pressure from me or my husband like to just be who they are and have a life that has meaning for them and I think that's that's hard because sometimes that means something different than what I expected or what we had hoped for um so getting this question answered by people you know from all walks of life has been really interesting as well and really reassuring that the future that we have with the young people, the young kids to these days, um, you know, there's a lot to look forward to. And I am just really excited about that. So yeah, I wanted to do this episode and it'll be a shorter one just to kind of reflect and stop and pause. I think that's really important for highly sensitive people, for people in general, and for me to just kind of verbalize what I've been doing, what I've been thinking, what I've been um, talking with people about. So I uh, ended up going to San Diego a couple weeks ago. I went with my sister to help take care of her son. Um, Her nanny had to quit last minute. And so she was kind of like, and not in a panic, but kind of like, oh, crap, what am I going to do? I have to go to work. And she came to visit here. She finally met my son, who's like 14, 13, no, like 15 months now. I'm losing track. I really am. He's over a year, um, a little over a year. And so she finally met him for the first time. I hugged her. I cried, obviously, because I just... That's the longest time I've ever gone without seeing my sister um, because of the pandemic. And it was just so nice to have the kids play together. And my nephews are so, so freaking cute. I love him. Um, so I went to San Diego to help take care of him. And I had such a good time. Like, I can't even, I was exhausted beyond measure. Like, I can't even tell you how tired I was having to take care of the two kids. And then, like, my husband was didn't go with me. So I was with the baby the whole time. My son stayed behind with his grandparents. So that was nice for him. Um, but it was so nice to just like spend all this time like doing life with my nephew and my sister and her husband and because I feel like I missed out on so much of that by not being able to see them because of the pandemic so that was kind of like a nice little catch-up also the weather over there is so much nicer than in Arizona so ah, that was nice um yeah but that's about it I mean it's Now we kind of look forward to what's post-pandemic life and how do we start hanging out with people again? How do we keep boundaries that we know are important to us, like saying no to people in a very nice and kind way? And how do we keep boundaries for ourselves so that I don't overdo all the things because I want to hang out with everybody now and see all the people and do all the things. And I know that's going to be overwhelming for my system. My nervous system can't handle a lot of that. So now, like, I really, truly understand that about myself. Like, how do I make sure I do these things that, so so I stay mentally healthy and things like that. So it's a lot. But I hope that you, as a listener, are enjoying season three and that you're enjoying life. And I know the pandemic's not over. And I know it wasn't a breeze for a lot of people. I know there's a lot of hardship that happened for a lot more people. So if you are in that category, I really sending you all the love that I can and I hope that you find a silver lining in any of this um, and I just thank you for being here I know it's crazy because people will now say like oh yeah listen to the episode I'm like oh my god like people are actually listening to this like like I knew that would happen eventually and yes people listen to this podcast and we talk about it sometimes but like 
it's so cool. I just, I'm so appreciative of that. And so when I show up to record these episodes and I know that some people are going to listen to them and it just makes me feel so, um, so seen and loved and just like, I'm doing my little part in the world to show up as myself. And that's all anybody, any of us can do. So stay tuned and make sure you check out my Instagram um, for all of the little things I've been working on. And I'll be sharing about our HSB dreams um, from the group and kind of what we're heading with that with the mastermind. Um, if you have any questions or you'd like to get in contact with me for anything, like, you know, someone you want me to interview or things like that, like just, yeah, um, Instagram's probably the best bet. Cause that's how I check my messages and stuff like that too. So it's at Maestra Plata. Um, yeah, you can find my free workbook for the HSB creative project. If you want to bring creativity to your life every day for 16 weeks and kind of establish a creative practice, you can do that. Uh, but other than that, I am so excited to say that I will continue to do some interviews in the next few weeks and we'll see what happens with season three. Thank you for listening. I hope you have a great day. Adios. Hasta luego.